Welcome on into Megan Fun of Sports. We are recording this thing on a Tuesday. It is Tuesday, May 3rd. You are listening to this on Wednesday, May 4th. What's going on, everyone? It is week number three without our dear friend Megan Gailey. Mm. But I don't want to say to fill her shoes because no one could fill Megan's shoes. But today we have a very special co-host with us. It is H-Dog from Against All Odds. He's appropriately dressed. He's wearing his Megan Fun of Sports blue shirt, which, by the way, if you don't have one, head on over to ExtraPoints.com and you can buy one and you definitely should. And if you're not following Harry right now, take out your phone. And I need you to go to, I need you to go to Spotify. I need you to go to wherever you listen to your podcast and you need to type in against all odds, hit that subscribe button and then go on Twitter and follow AAO Harry. Is that right? That is correct. Thanks. All man. right. What's going yes. on, Harry? Ladies, Loving don't it. get excited because he's off the market <laughs> as of this weekend. Harry is a married man. How was it? It got done. It was great. And we had a blast. All the guys from Against All Odds and uh, a, lot, a few others from Extra Points were there. We had a blast. It was a great time. Just, uh, But, you know, I, I, the thing that I'm saying, like I, I mentioned on Against All Odds this morning, is dated my, uh, my wife, Angie, for four years. No arguments, no fighting. Everything was cool for the most part. You know, I'm a pretty chill, mellow guy. And now I've been married for three days and we're moving to a house and she screamed at me like 10 times already. So I guess, that what ha- that, I guess that's what happens when you get married, I guess. I don't know. I well, mean, first time. have to worry about you running off, you know? Right, right. I mean, yeah, we I have guess. been hitting it big on the internet. We all saw the viral video of you interrupting your wedding ceremony, giving out a pic, which we're going to talk all about that Great. later. Yep. But um, you are a viral sensation now. So maybe, you know, this is what happens. Angie doesn't have things to worry about. She's got the ring. Um, I'm not sure if she's changing her name. I would recommend against it as someone who is currently in the process of doing that. Um, but this is this is great news well, for I have, her, a, but, I have a question to ask you, Megan. Yeah, Let me because has she changed her name officially yet? No, because she said that, and I, I don't know how to handle this, so I let it go and I let it be, and I didn't want to make this an issue. But she just recently had to uh, redo her passport. Okay. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So instead of redoing it again, she wants to keep it the way it is. Is that is that cool? I don't well, know. You can't change your name. Yeah, I know, but like, well, it's a pain in the ass. I am literally I, in the right. process. Like, I was at the DMV yesterday. I finally got my new name on my license plate, and <laughs> the worst picture ever because I made the appointment think yesterday thinking it was for today. And I'm sitting in my backyard, literally wearing a, um, what, uh, the extra prop shirt. I was wearing that t-shirt, nice. like hair, a mess, no bra, nothing hanging out in my backyard, reading a book. I get this text. Your appointment is coming up at the DMV. And I Ooh. think, Oh shit, I made it for right now. So I jump in my car, run over to the DMV. And the first thing I thought about this picture is going to be fucking awful. And it was, right. it was terrible. But anyways, I have the new name kind of, I went to the bank today switching over everything else. So, you know, if you're your trying to steal was- my identity right now, you can't take O'Brien. <laughs> and your so- husband is fine with everything? No problems? No issues? Well, I have three names now. Yeah. Wow. He was a little disappointed. Like, he was like, are you ever going to actually change your name? And I was like, it really was nothing personal. It's just that it's a lot of work. That's what, I, that, you know what? And that's why I'm, that's how I'm taking it, I guess, too. No biggie, whatever, but I'll get in time. Wow, we have a couple days in. There's already a fight, and now you're coming to Megan Fun of Sports for counseling. For for advice, for advice, yeah. The name change. So this is this is big. 
This is big here. Okay, before yeah. we dive into all of our topics today, we're going to recap the draft. We're going to get into some of our favorite picks for the week. We're going to talk about NBA playoffs. I'll let Eddie Spaghetti talk a little bit about NHL, but he didn't even put it in the rundown. That's how much Eddie knows. I do not like the NHL. And we can talk about Major League Baseball. But before we do that, Harry and I have to give out our picks, and then we got to do Megan's Moron of the Week. I, I'm sure you have one. I, I didn't really explain this segment to you, but I'm mm-hmm. sure you definitely have one. Um, okay, so um, picks of the week. Harry, you messaged me yours. This, I'll, I'll, You know what? I'm going to give out mine first. I you really like ahead. the Mavericks I'll, I'll plus six tomorrow against the Suns. I like the Suns to win, but I think the Mavs are going to keep it close. Tonight, I like Grizzlies plus two. Again, I think Golden State's going to win. I think Memphis keeps it close, and I like – the Heat minus eight and a half tomorrow as they play the 76ers without Embiid. Right. I think that, you know, I think I don't see how you can go really. You said you like the Mavericks, and that's good because, look, they, they were losing most of the game uh, for uh, last night and then almost covered the spread, missed the three-pointer at the buzzer. But I think the situation is heading into tomorrow. You take the Heat on the money line. You take the Suns on the money line. Parlay it together. And I don't think that loses. I love the way the Suns are finally coming back together after the New Orleans series. Uh, you can let Luka go ahead, I think, and get his 45 points. Let him do whatever, as long as other guys aren't scoring for them. Uh, it, it was great to see Aiton. He's been, since he had that four of six game against shooting from the field against New Orleans, he's been off the charts. At least 25 points. He's getting rebounds, playing tough inside. Uh, Booker's finally getting back into it. I know he didn't shoot great last night, but he still got over 20 points. And finally, we got a big game out of Jay Crowder on the offensive end. He had a couple, he had like three threes at double digits, played tough defense as well. And then when Miami, look, again, no Embiid, Miami plays tough defense. I think Harden is just like a mere, you know, picture of himself from what he Absolutely. used to be. I, he does I don't have think it anymore. he doesn't want, he doesn't have any, I don't think he wants to shoot because he doesn't want to, I mean, he's never been able to get it done in the playoffs, but overall here, I just think that he's a, he doesn't want to shoot 20 times and go six of 20 and have to hear it. So he's trying to pass it off and distribute the ball. But if guys aren't making the shots, if Max, he's not having a big game. If Harris isn't having a big game, if no one else is stepping it up without him being in there, Miami, like I said, the way they play defense, they're going to get it done. So Miami money line, Suns money line in the NBA tomorrow. That's what and then like you got to remember they're playing, um, they're playing against Doc Rivers. So that's not. Yeah. I mean that's always plays in your favor in the playoffs when you're going up against Doc. And Rivers. not to mention Doc. Doc. Uh, I know they closed it out against uh, uh, the Raptors in Game Six, but boy, I, that was unprofessional of him to just because he had lost three three one series and to just cry about it that day. I thought that was kind of weak on his part too. All right, we're going to get to Megan's Moron of the Week. I will go first, and then I will see if Eddie has one, and then I will see if you have one. So this okay. is just anything that happened throughout the week um, where someone was a moron or something moronic. It can be yourself. Anything. Um, my, I have a few for this week. Um, I have Odell Beckham Jr. for tweeting during the draft the news about the Patriots, um, and it was just a made-up rumor. I'm not sure. Did you see this tweet? No, I didn't. No. You had a very, very busy weekend. Um yeah. Well, he said that D- that Debo was going to be the pa- was going to go to the Patriots. So he just tweeted it out randomly. Um, and like he knows. Yeah, like he was an insider, yeah, and I guess yeah. he was just bored one day. So he goes down as a moron of the week, but also in a way he's like relatable to a lot of people on the internet. He's just another troll. Um, another moron of the week is going to be uh, Scott Foster, the NBA ref, because he did not know who Jack Harlow was, and he got caught on a mic saying that. So um, I'll give that one to him. And then the final moron 
of the week. I'm going to give this one to myself because I signed up to run a 5K 12 days after a marathon. I know Ooh. no one even cares about my running, but I, I do. So I do. There's this local girl in Orlando. She's 11 years old and she has like all of these national records and she's really, really fast. And she's like legendary. Everybody knows her mm. at these local races. So I was like, I'm going to beat her. And I come home and my husband's like, is that 10 year old running the race? I was like, yeah. And I'm going to beat her. And my husband is like, can you please not tear a hamstring trying to beat a little girl? I'm like, I'll try. But so I was really going after her on Saturday. And I was like, if I just sit behind her, I can probably sneak past her at the end. She won't even know what's coming because she doesn't know who I am. Still a little new to the area, a little under the radar. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got too antsy, passed her at the two mile mark. It's a 3.1 mile race. She freaked out, took off. And I just didn't have it in me to go after it. Again. Oh, so me, I'm the moron of the week because um, made my move at the wrong time. Well, listen, yeah. You, you just thought you'd probably be able to beat 11 year old, but you, in fairness to your husband, you, you just ran a marathon. You I know, no, but this girl is just... fucking good. I'm telling you, Eddie knows because we <laughs> talked about her at the Turkey trot. I'm going to beat her one day. I like, we have a rivalry. She doesn't even know about it, but we have a rivalry. Gotcha. Right. Nice. I might show up at like the middle school one day and people will be like, can you please escort this woman? <laughs> she's she's not an you... 11 year old. <laughs> Principals and people. Are you here to pick up your kid? Uh, well, not really. I really, I'm really not. I'm here to beat this, uh, this 11 year old at some yeah, point. Yeah, just show up at and the anything. Back. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she gets a restraining in order. In gym class, I'm going to beat her. Oh, God. All right, Eddie, do you have a moron? A quick one I could give out is just from uh, airplane travel. And this, again, is like a generic one. But those love people these. who we who love sit to on, complain about airplanes on this show. Yeah, yeah. It's it's I mean, it's kind of hacky, but it is what it is. But like people who sit behind you when the plane lands and they think they have the right to get up and like start like inching towards in front of you. Like they need to just get out ahead of you for whatever reason. Not like every single person is waiting for all three people in each row to leave and walk down and grab their bag. Um, so that that to me really is a huge pet peeve and gets on my nerves. And I had to deal with that. Maybe I was cranky from two uh, very early flights, but uh, that is like the, the worst kind of people on the planet who need to Absolutely. rush to the plane. This is a public service announcement to all of our listeners. Please sit in your chair, stay in your seat until it's your turn, and then grab your, your thing. But a lot of people think the opposite. They think it's time to stretch the legs. I get it either way, but sit in your chair. Harry, you're a frequent traveler. Does this bother you? Uh, uh, you know, it, 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 it's 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 amazing that like uh, to, yeah, I am a frequent tra- traveler, and it's we know we like, all when, see when, on Twitter <laughs> when 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 the plane lands and the plane, you know, it just like do you have to get? I, I, it's it's annoying to me too. Like depending on where I'm at, but like, do you really have to get up when the plane just land? Like no one's leaving yet. Do you have to get up? I mean, just relax for a second. The plane just landed. Let's get up when it's our turn, and but everyone has to get up at the same time, get their bags, and so anxious to get out there. It is kind of annoying. Yeah, I agree. Do you have a moron from the week? You saw a lot uh, of family this weekend <laughs> with the wedding. I mean, uh, there had to be an uncle or someone who pissed you off. Well, uh, it didn't piss me off because – just be, it didn't piss me off, but I will say this, since my wife probably won't be watching this, I will say that the moron of the week – and Eddie was there. Eddie was at the wedding. Um, probably goes to my wife's – uh, brother who didn't have a plate. First off, he comes down. They all, they all came down from Utah and uh, to come to Scottsdale, Arizona. And he didn't have a room. So 
my father, I had a room for my father and my brother. And my was father just did, planning to camp or I don't know what, no, I kept asking Angie, like, what what's what's the deal with your brother? What's the deal with your brother? She's like, I don't know. So then my father couldn't make it at the end, he just wasn't feeling that well. So he couldn't end up making it, which was kind of sad. But um, so I had an extra room. So I said, We'll just put him in the room. So I hooked him up with a free in room. Your room. Oh no, your dad. Uh, no, 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 your with room. my brother, okay. who they had never met, but still it was uh now this know, is the brother that people who follow extra points should know mm-hmm. on social media that is yes. disgusting he's an onion farmer <laughs> he's overweight he's very hairy because back around the super bowl the last place finisher for the super bowl pick'em pole i believe it was right had yeah. to drink harry's brother's bath water so this is not like a oh i'm, I'm sure it's her brother will be fine like did aunt angela right angie right yeah did angie know did angie's brother know what he was getting into when you said you can room with my brother scott well, no, not really. And then actually, believe it or not, wasn't a problem because somehow, some way, that room was better than my room in the hotel. Okay. Like it was a two, like a two bedroom suite. So like, I don't know how that got hooked up, but regardless, it was better than my room and I was the one getting married, but whatever, I didn't care. But, but so it was fine. Those two got along and it was, everything's fine. And her brother met us down for breakfast the morning of the uh, morning of the, uh, of the wedding and he, everything was good. And I had met him a couple times before, so uh, and he was kind of strange and just of a kind of a I don't know quiet type of way. But this, with this, everything seemed to be good. Uh, he, I saw him probably at like two o'clock. He said he was going to go for a nap. I said, okay, well I'll see you at the wedding because I had a bunch of stuff. Obviously, I had mm-hmm. to do. So I go over to where we're having the uh, the uh, the wedding and everything, and all of a sudden people are talking like, "Where's Tyler? Where's Tyler? Where's Tyler?" Come to come to, comes to that he slept from two o'clock to nine thirty p.m. He made it to p.m. So like he weird. missed the whole ceremony. Missed everything. Like just didn't the, set an alarm. Like didn't think this. Like he flies in for the wedding without a room, and then can like moves on with his life, and he he proceeds to miss your wedding. The whole yeah, reason misses, he's there misses the whole wedding. And oh boy. And I'm like, uh, I could listen. I could care less, but I, if she's gonna, but I'm, the only thing I'm concerned about is this is gonna set her off. And if yeah. she's gonna be upset that the brother missed the wedding, and then I all of a sudden have to deal with this, like, no. Guess what? Nobody cared. Wow. <laughs> like nobody cared. So I'm like, okay, I don't care. I don't mind. But and then it was. But then Eddie knows it's the night went on. It got a little stranger too with the, with the brother uh, somehow, some way. He was wearing Angie's veil. Uh, okay. Out on the dance floor, I think he was trying to get Eddie. Uh, not, not not Eddie, but he was getting Mikey Meatballs trying to get him out on the dance floor. He was trying to get bro- he was grabbing Brother Bry's arm, pulling it for him to come out on the dance floor while he's still wearing the veil. So oh, okay, and I and and not again, not that I care, but there was not an apology to me or Angie about missing the ceremony. Weird. It is a little bizarre. <laughs> Weird, right? Wow, really weird. I mean, it's, right, listen, it's, me, and, me and Angie got a we got a weird, we got weird brothers. We got that in common, I guess. I guess so. Maybe that's what bonds you two together. I'm sure uh, many other things, a, a love of gambling and uh, vacationing, uh, all of the finer yeah. things in life. Um, you see it wow, go down. It's really so you interesting. Know as, you know I would like. Well I would like an update on this brother at some point. I just I, he's he sounds like an interesting character. And, you know, I did yesterday they left. He left at like 11 o'clock at night. We were moving all day yesterday, actually, after, you know, after um, after Against All Odds, uh, 
moving everything. Like, he's nowhere to be found. Like, nowhere to be found. Nobody knows where he is. Mm-hmm. And then he shows up at, like, 9 o'clock to have dinner. And then he's on a plane at 11 o'clock at night to go back to Salt Lake City. Uh, Weird thanks. guy. Wow. Thanks, thanks Tyler. Wow. Really? Yeah. I hope he gave you a gift. No gift. Oh. Uh, no, no gift. And no, oh. thank you for, and no thank you for the room either. Wow. Oh, this guy. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You know. I mean, I have a feeling he's going to be showing up again at your life. In your life at some point at your front doorstep knocking on the door. He, for some he, he ain't living with us. either. And by the way, either Scott. Okay. All right. Well, they, mo- they both might show up on your doorstep. <laughs> they might. Doesn't mean they're going through, getting through. All right. Let's talk draft and we'll talk a little bit more sports. And then we will um, recap a little bit of the fun details from your wedding. But before we do that, let's take a quick break. All right, we are back. Harry, I know you were busy. You had like your rehearsal dinner, all of those fun things, but did you happen to watch the NFL draft? Oh, yeah. I was what? Def- definitely Who is checking your NFL it out. team? It's the Giants. Oh, the Giants. Giants. Okay, so I'm with Eddie. I'm with Eddie. the Giants. Yeah. I am yep. Patriots. Megan Gailey's Colts. Sal is Cowboys. Damashek mm-hmm. is Pittsburgh. I like, I'm an empath, so I really care about all my friends' teams more than I should. Like, I absolutely want the Colts to do well because I love Megan. Um, I don't think people feel the same way because I'm a Patriots fan. So they're like, you've had enough. But um, the NFL draft, I thought night one was fantastic. I mean, Mm -hmm. we had a lot of trades. We had, um, there was not a lot of quarterbacks picked, but there was just a lot of movement, a lot of intrigue. And then we even had veteran players getting traded, which I haven't seen on a draft night in a couple of years. So that made it even more exciting. Um, a bummer for me because the Patriots, I mean, had, in my opinion, the worst night. And if you look at the post post draft grades, which are stupid anyways, because they mean nothing at all. I mean, you can get all excited about the A, but we have no idea what any of these players are going to do if any of these players are ever going to play. But what right. were your initial takeaways from night one of the draft? Uh, I, I thought, that, look, I think the uh, the Atlanta Falcons addressed what they needed to do in terms of getting a wide receiver. I like the Drake London. London at uh, he's actually seven to one to win uh, offensive rookie of the year. Russell Gage is gone. He was Atlanta's leading receiver uh, last season. Calvin Ridley. We don't know what the deal is. We're going to be with him moving forward. Um, I think it's a perfect scenario for him to just step right in, get the starting position, put up some numbers. Kyle Pitts is probably going to get double teamed. He had a nice rookie season last year, and he, I know he's a tight end, but a lot of people consider him with the body shape and the way he runs his routes as a wide receiver. So I like Drake London at seven to one to maybe win offensive rookie year because of the playing time he gets. But I think uh, Eddie Spaghetti's team and my team too. The Giants did a great job grabbing Thibodeau at five. I think that was the best player, best yeah. player on the board at five. So you had to grab him there. Now for I think you, the Giants, Giants did wonderful. Are you concerned at all? There's been a little bit made of his, you know, his attitude and his ego a little bit in the New York media. Are you? At all concerned with Thibodeau for that reason, I think he's going to be fine on the field. But does that concern you? I think he's going to be fine too. Yeah. I mean, he was a mon- I mean, he didn't have a ton of sacks. People have got. I think it's sack total already. They already have sack total at him at nine and a half. I think the tie in the rookie season considered the Giants' leading uh, sack leader last year only had six and a half. Williams did. So I think that's a little. Uh, that's a, he's, that's a stretch right there. But I think he's going to be a solid player. And that I doesn't think he should have went one overall. Yeah, right. A lot of people had him. Go, listen, for months people had him going number one overall. So I think the Giants did pretty good. And I also think the Jets did a great job grabbing, grabbing uh, Sauce Gardner 
I and know. then uh, and 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 Garrett Wilson they grabbed Elijah Moore last year uh, in the second round, who's also a wide receiver. So all of a sudden, Zach Wilson's got some weapons in New York, uh, and Brees Hall at eleven to one, rookie of the offensive rookie of the year, someone to look at too, scoring machine. And now it's we're dealing with the Jets here. It's not Iowa State anymore. Those guys scored twenty four straight games. Solid running back. I think he's going to do a lot for the Jets. I think maybe he can get close to a thousand yards if he's the man here. So uh, I think the Jets and the Giants did a great job, and I do like, like I said, like what Atlanta did with Drake London. I mean, this is great for New York sports fans because the Jets and the Giants. I believe it's in the last eight years or since 2016, the Jets and the Giants have the worst combined record. They're tied. Sure. Um, yeah. So this is great for New York that. The Jets and the Giants, I'd like to see that. I mean, not so much the Jets because they are on the AFC against the Patriots. So that's really tough for me. Obviously, it was a huge night for Dave Damashek and the Pittsburgh Steelers as they selected their future quarterback, Kenny Pickett. Um, he fell quite a bit. I mean, we were talking about it last week on this show. And I think Eddie said he thought at least four quarterbacks. I think the number was four and a half or maybe it was, you know, three and a half or four, um, something like that. But Eddie, it, he said three. He just corrected me in the chat. Um, last week on the show, Eddie thought at least three would go in the first round. Um, we talked about the odds for all of that. Quarterbacks were not uh, picked yeah. very highly, not even after the first day. Kenny Pickett was the only one to go. I thought that there was a chance he would go to Carolina or to the Saints. He ends up home in Pittsburgh, which – you like the story. I mean, everybody likes the story. How could you not? And then the quote that will be on every T-shirt in Pittsburgh, yeah. we searched around the world for our quarterback, and he was in our backyard. Don't you love it? Put it on a shirt. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, put it on a shirt, right? You should. But, yeah, put it on but, a shirt. But, but, but I think, you know, I, I just, we said this on against our lines that I just thought that overall here, me and the Parlay Kid both said it, where – we just didn't think that these quarterbacks that are all listed to go wherever they th- uh, thought they were going to go. I just didn't think they were deserving of going in the first round. I, I gave out Ritter. I gave out Ritter over thirty and a half just because I just don't think he's. He had two three hundred yard games last year in Cincinnati and a game against Alabama in the national ch- in, in semifinal na- uh, game. He looked like a deer in the headlights. He couldn't do anything. So I don't think he's going to be able to get it done right now, at least in the pros. I don't think he was worthy of a first round pick. I don't, I mean, first round, I hear you on, but I think later in the draft, second, third round, we saw a lot of quarterbacks really fall. And the best deal in all of sports is a quarterback on the rookie contract. It just is. I mean, that's the most valuable position in all of sports. And if you can get a guy in his rookie deal, like you are going to win games because you can build your team around him and you establish your franchise for the future. It's just like, if we look back five years from now, and one of these guys in the third or fourth round is you know, a Dak Prescott or something like that. I think this draft looking at it will alter the way that drafts go in the future because there's just so much value in that pick. And that's really what the draft is about getting value picks because these guys are all coin toss on if they're going to work out. Well, you made, that's a great point because like, if you want to, if you want to discuss about Willis going to Tennessee when he did, and right now Tannehill's not happy with management. Management's not happy with him. I know he said he had some, uh, issues uh, mentally with where he was after the uh, season last year. So who knows what's going to go on this season with Tennessee. And I think they're in a bad spot. The Titans. So Will- Willis was supposed to go maybe in the top five, maybe the Pittsburgh uh, at 20 did sunk all the way to the third round and went to Tennessee. What happens? Like you just said, Megan, what happens if somehow Willis is in the is in the Tennessee in week four, and he all of a sudden he performs. Has a couple of nice games, and some teams were going to take him in the top five. All of a sudden, he went in the third round, and now 
he's playing and playing well. So you never know. That could, like you said, that could make a statement if that something, something like that happens. Moving on in the years past, or in the future. Yeah, I love the way that the Titans build their team. I mean, we all know that the 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 pick that they gave away. I mean, not gave away the player. They they traded AJ Brown to the Philadelphia Eagles for the 18th overall pick. But then they go and they draft the Arkansas wide receiver Traylon Burks, who's yeah. a comparable player because they're basically saying, "Look." AJ Brown, we love you. You're fantastic, but we're not going to pay you. So we're going to get this next guy and he can develop a little bit. But then if you look throughout their draft, they did, they did that all throughout. I mean, obviously um, Henry, he's going to become very expensive for them. He's also getting old. So they draft a running back in the fourth round. They have these guys that aren't expected to make an impact tomorrow, but you know, next year, these are going to be your guys who you build your franchise around. So I really like the way that the Titans draft, but what do I know who I don't like how they drafted, especially this year is the freaking Patriots. And this just makes me so mad. And I think you're either um, you're, you're one or the other kind of Patriots fan. You're the kind of Patriots fan where you just put all of your faith in Bill Belichick and you don't criticize anything that they've done because they've had so much success. Or you're like me where you're just, terrified because you see that it's over or at least that it's different and you're not satisfied with any of this but they made probably the the weirdest trade I think it's up there it's tied with the Cardinals what they did to get Hollywood Brown but um the Patriots traded back so that was not weird at all I actually thought they were going to completely trade out of first round because that's what they always do um and then they drafted with the 29th overall pick an offensive lineman named Cole Strange from Chattanooga now this was a guy who was graded by almost everyone to be a third or a fourth round pick. And Belichick goes and takes him in the, in the first round with the 29th overall pick. There's videos emerging on the internet of Sean McVay audibly laughing as Belichick <laughs> makes the pick. What did you think of all of this? I mean, like nobody had him in the first round. Nobody like it's a, it's like when he got selected, there was a, uh, there was a pause on ESPN, like a pause, like, like, oh, shit, probably just scr- scratching their head, like, yeah, we don't have we don't have footage of this guy. We don't have video of this guy. Like, <laughs> who is this? Is this a joke? I mean, honestly, and and for and some team, we expect that. We expect that out of like teams like the Raiders and maybe the Bears, who just continue to have awful first round draft choices, but not the Patriots, not Bill Belichick, and like that is something. Like, listen, if this guy turns out to be a stud, uh, Belichick's going to get all the praise for it. But that was really, I... really strange. I hear Uh, what you're saying on that. And it's like, okay, yeah, he's, if he turns out to be a stud, but my thing is these aren't the old days. Bill only has a couple years left and the Patriots are young and they have legitimate holes to fill. I mean, this is not a championship ready team where you just insert guys. I'm not even sure it's a playoff team. If you just insert guys and then they go on drafting this guy, like they need talent and you can't get away with these I mean, for lack of a better term, slappy wide receivers that Brady can just dink and dunk to like Jacoby Myers. God bless him. I love the guy. But if he's your number two wide receiver, you're in big, big, big trouble. And he's had to do that. I think they needed to go out and get a stud. They draft a wide receiver in the second round. But it's another guy who was graded terribly. He's really fast. That's about it. I just really would have liked them to stand up and Make a bold pick, draft a stud. I know it didn't work out a couple years ago with Nikhil Harry, but you need yeah. that, especially with Mac Jones. Well, I think also you just said Nikhil. I thought Nikhil Harry was going to be a stud too. The stuff that he's done and he did it at Arizona State, and then he got a little heavier with the Patriots, and 
as soon as as soon as when he was he played the one season with Brady, um, as soon as he would drop a pass in the beginning oh, of the game, Brady didn't look to him again. Never. But that this is a situation where yeah, you're right. I think this is where they needed to go wide receiver here because Myers is it's quite it has been has been good when he needed to be. Uh, Bourne it's Bourne came over and he was good at times too last year. But you need that guy. You need a yeah. bona fide stud that's going to be able to get you ten catches a game if you need to. Eight to ten touch, touch, uh, catches, maybe 120 yards, a touchdown. Where they, they haven't had that type of guy and, and since and since you know even I'll say Julian Edelman, but even Probably, you know, Edelman didn't put up great numbers during the regular season his last couple of years either. He's always a clutch in the playoffs, but they haven't had that type of guy in quite some time. I know they really, and I mean, the league has changed so much. We just talked about rookie quarterbacks and the value on them, but rookie wide receivers, I mean, these guys have really been able to step up and make an impact. So I would have liked to see that. It's just, it's hard being. And you got to get Mac Jones. You got to Jones a guy. You got to get him a, a top-notch wide right receiver. I got to I mean, tell you, I hate Nikhil Harry so much because, like you, I thought he was going to be a stud, and he just continued to disappoint me and make me upset. So almost every game that is listed as a prop, I bet the Nikhil Harry under on receptions. Yeah. Um, strictly because I don't like him and. <laughs> And I remember I that game, it. the game against the Colts, the like his receptions was like four or something like that. Sure. And of course, the game against the Colts where they got smoked and Megan got bragging rights over me. Uh-huh. Nikhil Harry caught five passes. I was out of my mind. I was like, can you just lose and have Nikhil Harry not involved? Please let me have I, I, this bet. And if you're a Patriots fan, it's so frustrating because if you look at what he did at, like I said, Arizona State, the oh, catches he so made, annoying. he was unbelievable with his hands. That was his big thing that he had great hands. And I then know. he goes to the Patriots and he's got stone hands all of a sudden. Oh, it's absolutely Awful. ridiculous. Okay, um, my on this on this podcast, we love to talk about wags, wives, and girlfriends of athletes. Nice. Megan and I are nice. so obsessed <laughs> with this. Um, and we were actually texting all throughout the draft, all about the wags, what we thought, um, you know, they looked like. And I had a, a very specific rules for all of these draft prospects where everybody can sit. I wanted mom and dad sitting <laughs> next to the draft prospect. I wanted girlfriend in the back. Turns out a lot of these girlfriends have been upgraded to fiance. I don't, I think maybe one or two were wives, but a couple of them fiance. Um, I thought it would be fun if we played a little game of over under and we, projected how long their relationships would last you and i are both newlyweds so Mm -hmm. we have a lot of advice to give to these young um prospects and um, let's let's take a look at them eddie can you show us our first one okay so we will start with miss amy paternoster she is mrs kenny pickett and i think these two have a very promising future so amy is an athlete just like her husband, which I love. Love when athletes get together because they think about the potential offspring that they could have. I'm still so excited for Mia Hamm and Nomar Garcia-Para's kid. I think that kid should be entering college kind of soon. So I get really excited when athletes mate. I know that sounds so weird, but I love it. Um, I was actually once told I was a breeder. It was probably the best compliment I've ever gotten in my life. So these two, um, they are engaged. She and Pickett. Pickett's 23, announced their engagement in January 2022. Um, she plays soccer at Princeton. She called Pickett her soulmate and she is known to make fun of her boyfriend's hand size online. I like that. A girl with a sense of Mm. humor. Um, so for their relationship, they are engaged. So I guess like the under would be, 
uh, like any time in their life and the over would be death. Like if they make it to death, I think I'm going to take the over on this one. I think they're, they're meant to be, and they're going to raise some great athletes. I got to disagree because, because uh, she's adorable. She looks great. I like, it's like small girls too. She looks very small, but she's intelligent as well uh, with the Princeton uh, background here. And Pickett is no guarantee to do anything in the NFL. I mean, he was an average quarterback the first couple of years at Pittsburgh. And then he had that blow-up season last year with like 42 touchdowns. He had another like eight uh, rushing. So he had 50 touchdowns last year for the Panthers. But I don't know if he doesn't succeed at Pittsburgh and he's just and he gets us a couple of years like Sam Darnold has for USC mm-hmm. from USC who uh, I don't know if you know Megan but I get to a lot I called it from day one that uh, really? Sam Darnold was oh, going to wow. be awful I, I mean I have a thing again a thing with Sam Darnold where I just think he's just awful and he's always going to be and I called it but I just think this is a situation if Pickett's not good and she's got Princeton she's to be back or Princeton finance guy she might just, yeah, maybe, or someone else, because if he's not the guy and he's just, he hangs on for a couple of years, it's a third string quarterback or a backup quarterback. And or maybe never gets he's it done. a stay-at-home dad and she's the Princeton moneymaker. What do you think of that? I, I mean, he could raise their athletes. He could train them. She'll move up, you know. Okay, she'll all move right. Up. All right, I'm taking the over because I think either way this works out great. Either he has a long career. They've already done the distance before. I think either he has a long career in Pittsburgh. He's wonderful. Damashek is hosting them over for dinner at some point. Or I think that his career doesn't work out. She's the breadwinner. He's raising athletes at home. So I think either way, this is great. Okay, next up we have Shelby Perlman. She's the fiance of Arkansas wide receiver Traylon Burks. Okay, look at these two. Um, They've been an item since 2020, and they celebrated their eight-month anniversary in July of 2021. Mm. Less than a year later, Burks revealed in January of 2022 that he proposed to Perlman using the hashtag for better and the Burks leading up to the draft Burks and Perlman enjoyed Garth Brooks concert together in April, 2022. And it looked like they caught it from a suite. I huh. am going to take the under on this relationship because they have not been together so long. His life is about to change drastically. Both of their lives are about to change drastically. So he ends up going to Nashville. So Shelby is going to obviously move to Nashville. I think Nashville is a great spot to live. I think there's a, there could be a lot of, um, of other distractions for both people in Nashville. So I'm going to take the under on this one simply because they've only been an item for like a year and eight months. I mean, that year does include COVID. So that's almost two years for the price of one, but I'm taking the under. Sure. I'm going to go over here because based, based on what you said, if they're, if they're living in Nashville, and they went together to a Garth Brooks concert, who's country too. Maybe that just suits them perfectly as a couple. Uh, and uh, maybe they bond because of stuff like that. I'm going to go over. Okay, wow. Um, yeah. On our next up, we did this one specifically for Eddie Spaghetti because he absolutely loves yeah. Kyle Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton, Kyle Hamilton, probably the best prospect in the draft, goes to the Baltimore Ravens, and this is his beautiful girlfriend. I mean, honestly, this is so annoying because she's so hot, and her name is Reese, and Reese is such a hot girl name, and then her last name is Damn, so it's just like you know her whole life has been like, Damn, girl, because she's <laughs> she looks so hot. She's honestly beautiful. I don't think there's a single flaw on her face ever. They're high school sweethearts, 
and they've been dating several years. They even attended homecoming together back in 2016. She goes to South Carolina. He goes to Notre Dame. She's part of Kappa Delta, if that means anything. I was not a sorority girl, so it means very little to me. Interesting, because they haven't been public on social media in a little while, but they've been very active in the comments, um, commenting with the eyes, all sorts of different things. This is sort of a little bit of a red flag for me that they haven't mm. been as public on social media, especially as he enters one of the biggest chapters of his life. I mean, going to the NFL draft, that's huge. Obviously, that should be all over her social media. Uh, red flag to me. I'm going to take the under. Wow. But she is uh, beautiful, so I I, yeah. I I don't think she has much to worry about. No, she doesn't. She is stunning. Um, high school sweethearts, though. I think this is a situation where this will continue. This will they'll stay together for quite some time. Probably have a couple kids, um, and extend it. No, maybe together for 15, 20, 25 years. Maybe at the end. Maybe when everything's said and done. They just, they've been together for so long. Sometimes this happens with couples. They just split up out of nowhere. I've seen mm -hmm. it happen with friends um, that were also together from high school and college. But I'm just going to say for time being, I'm going to say they're going to stay together. So I do think it could go one of two ways. Like the Instagram thing, maybe they're just so confident in their relationship that they don't need to post this stuff on true, Instagram. True. Um, so it could be that. So maybe I'm looking too far into it because I think sometimes the most insecure couples are the ones who post the most. Mm, great so point. you, you have a good point on this. I don't know. The fact that they've already done the distance is a big, a big plus sign for me. So they could be, they could end up together. And honestly, I think their children would be so good looking. Kyle Hamilton is a very good looking man. Okay. Um, that was over under. And if you guys would like to look at any of those wags, I highly recommend that you do. They're all over Instagram. I'm following a lot of them already. Um, okay. Let's do quick NBA. I have a really big bone to pick with you because okay. my husband is a diehard Celtics fan. And uh -huh. I told you before, I'm an empath, so I cheer for whoever my friends <laughs> cheer for, but I am a Bulls fan. But I have really taken on this, this Celtics fan identity because I married into it. But my husband has this to a whole different level. He's a spoiled Massachusetts boy. He doesn't like the Patriots anymore, but he just doesn't get what like having a terrible season is like. Like I'm a White Sox fan, a Bulls fan, a Northwestern fan. Like I, I know losing. He uh -huh. just doesn't get that because even when his sure. teams are bad, they're still relevant. So it, it's tough for me sometimes. I'm like, you just don't understand pain. And so I have to baby him a little bit, especially when it comes to the Celtics. And as you're on the altar, yeah. you interrupt your ceremony. You take the microphone from the Pope. Your wedding officiant dressed up as the Pope, and you give out a pick for extra points. You pick the Celtics to not only win, but to cover against the Bucks, and they stunk up the place. And it seriously, if the Celtics don't win this series, it's going to have a significant impact on my marriage. And I would just like to blame you for the first loss of the game as you're up there tying the knot. You are damaging my relationship. <laughs> I had the guts enough to do such, which uh, kind of blew away the audience uh, that was there, especially the people from Utah thinking like, who the hell is this guy? And who, why is he, who, who, who is he? And he's doing this in the middle of a ceremony. And the reason, you know, Tony, so wait, we uh, have to tell the audience there's a big Mormon population there, right? Yes, yes. Big Mormon population, and yeah. they do not gamble. 
They don't gamble. Um, two of her uncles don't, not only don't gamble, like they don't, like if they hear swearing, if they hear any type of swearing, it's, it's, it's not good. So, so that this is half of the wedding is there. Like there's a huge yeah. Mormon population and yeah. you just take the mic and give out a pick. Yeah. And Tony, if, uh, <laughs> if you know, Tony, uh, Tony Barbarari, uh, uh, married us. He's a great, a great friend, a writer for Jimmy Kimmel. He's been a friend for years uh, and, and a comedian himself. And he just, he did it. I didn't know. I didn't know what he was going to do. He went into a spiel. He made Mormon jokes. They all loved it. It was good. I was a little worried, but, and then I just decided to also. Wait, so you let this happen knowing it was going to go on. And then is, are you at all worried? Like, oh shit, if they don't take this the right way, the reception's going to be so awkward. Oh, right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, but, but at least, I was watching them and they were laughing along the way. So I'm Ooh, like, that's I wouldn't a good have been sweating it. I wouldn't have been nervous right. at the wedding. I would have been like, oh, darn, please, please be cool. Yeah, yeah. So like I just grabbed the mic and I just, Tony, who was uh, marrying us, he's a Celtics fan. And I figured, you know what, Megan, I said, I got to have a win. Now, the night before, mind you, I did have a plus 250 with the Tigers and they beat Kershaw. So I, I was feeling confident moving it, moving forward with that. But I thought that I have to have a winner. So I'm just going to take Celtics on the money line, especially mm-hmm. considering the way they've been playing in the playoffs. Rolled the nets. They were 33 and six in the last 39 overall at home against Milwaukee with no Middleton. And I don't want to mess around with laying the five and a half. Mm-hmm. I will just take them on the money line to win game one. And they laid an egg and lost by double digits. <sighs> does that bode well? Too. or I mean, does that bode well or bad? For, for your my marriage moving forward. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. She doesn't like, she doesn't care about sports, so maybe it doesn't. I mean, th- I think the best news coming out of this whole story is that the family still accepts you after doing this. Yeah. They I mean, weren't they like, don't... hey, we object, or they didn't just walk out and not go to the reception. It's almost like they don't even, they don't know sports. They don't care. Cause like okay. if you notice today's video, uh Tuesday's video. Oh yeah, your mother in law was in it. Oh yeah, yeah. So like she was just like she just jumped right in. So I'm like, yeah, that's good. Let, let's keep, let's roll with that. And I said, yeah. you know, and I sent it to the boys and that worked out fine. It's been, uh, she's, because she's gotten a lot of compliments on, on yeah, Twitter I heard today it too. Like sister-in-law that, too. You saw um, that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I did that. see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So um, she loved that. Yeah. It was a tough game for the Celtics. I mean, Rob Williams, he's playing again, but it looks like for a minute that his balls were just gone because he got kicked in the balls by Giannis. Yeah. Marcus Smart missed today's game. He was listed as questionable. Um, I love Marcus Smart because he's on the Celtics, but if he was not on the Celtics, I would not love Marcus Smart because he's so freaking annoying to watch. He just yeah. sells so much and he just, I think he hurts himself with the way that he, um, tries to fall on the ground selling some sort of fall. So I, Marcus just annoys me, but when you have him, you love him because he hits those sure. shots and he plays passionate. And I do think he's the heart and soul of this team. But the way that they're playing right now, and you just told me they're up by 20. I don't know what they're up. I can't get up. Up 18 with nine to go. Okay, up 18 with nine to go. If this stands, this is a statement win for the Celtics in a must-win game situation. I was very close to betting on it, but when I saw Smart was out, I said, I'm staying the hell away from that. So I did. Yeah, six three-pointers out of Brown tonight so far. So he's been the main guy for the Celtics tonight. I mean, they took 50 three-pointers the other day and made not a lot of them. And they made 10 two-pointers. So it could really only go up from there. I think this one will go seven. I think Bucks celtics will definitely go seven games. You know, I predicted to go seven, too. And I I had had Boston winning four games to three. That's what I had. You know, I think Boston wins this one probably going away here. Like I said, they're up. 
they're almost, almost 20, uh, almost halfway through the fourth. Um, and they'll definitely take a game, I feel, in Milwaukee. Maybe, to, listen, like, again, this Boston team, underrated all year. And like I said, 33-7 and seven in the last 40. They can win both in Milwaukee, especially with maybe that's just one game. One game they played bad in game one. And like they said, we swept, they swept the Nets. And now the, the Bucs are still without Middleton and getting steamrolled tonight. So Celtics just, I'm fine with Celtics at, uh, at winning, still winning the series. Yeah. I just think Giannis is so good that it terrifies me. But um, the other series going on, Warriors, uh, they just won a one-point game over the Grizzlies. We are a Grizzlies podcast because I named myself after John Morant. I think if the Grizzlies lose tonight against the Warriors, that this series is just over. Yeah, I, I think so too. The guys thought that as well. Um, you, to lose game one the way they did, it's so tough to, to take. Uh, I think Morant uh, is going to have to really step it up. I do like him I, on the show today. I did give him out over 35 and a half points and rebounds combined. He's had eight or more rebounds in six straight games. He's took 31 shots on Sunday, uh, had 34 points. He's had 30 points two of the last three games. So I like that over 35 and a half points and rebounds combined. But yeah, I think overall here, they have to have this game because just what, what look, what the Denver series, uh, again, with Golden State, games were kind of close in game two, game three, game four. Warriors just get it done at the end. They just know how to pull out games. They make their free throw. I mean, I, I know uh, Clay didn't make his free throws at the end of the game the other night, but usually they're pretty good uh, at free throw shooting. They pulled that game out. If they win this game too, Memphis may be done. I agree. Um, 76ers heat. I like the heat to win it because Embiid's out, but Embiid could sure. come back. I mean, he's played with that injury before, but it just kind of seemed like the writing is on the wall for this team. It says they say he'll come back either game three or game four. Uh, I think this is all Miami. I mean, if it's, if somehow Philly could win game two, uh, then maybe they can wait till game four, but if they're down to nothing and, and heading home, he really has to play. And if he doesn't have it all again, like we mentioned earlier, Harden has to step it up, and he hasn't been able to do it. Uh, he hasn't been able to do it so far in this playoff series, uh, so far in the playoffs, and historically in the playoffs, he has not been able to get done. He's never had even like a signature moment, you know, for all the accolades and everything that he's done in his career. He's never had that signature moment in the playoffs where he just carried a team on his back to the Western or Eastern Conference Finals or to the finals itself. He just hasn't had it. He hasn't done it, and I don't. It doesn't look like he's going to get it done here. Philly, go to, if they go down 2 nothing, and Embiid can't really come back, they're toast too. And Mavs, Suns, the Mavs were Eddie Spaghetti's sleeper pick for the NBA championship, which I didn't hate. I mean, with Luka coming back, you never know. Yeah. Um, I I think this could go either way. I, I like the Suns, though, and I think Chris Paul really wants to win one. So It, it, it might be his time. And, you know, Bron- if Brunson, done, Brunson had a great, great series earlier Brunson. in the first round. He was tremendous, 40-point games. But he didn't play great in game one against Phoenix. And if he can't help out Luka, if he's if they're going to give him shots and he can't knock him down, like I said, give Luka his 40 points and, and 15 rebounds, but the Suns win the game, that's what's going to happen. The Suns are like, again, one ten in a row. I just think that if Brunson can't get it done and help out Luka, Suns win the series easy. I just want to give myself a pat on the back because this is very selfless of me to be doing this podcast at a time like this. The White Sox are currently playing the Cubs right now, and I – hate the Cubs and I love the White Sox, which is why I'm wearing my Frank Thomas t-shirt because I'm rooting on my White Sox and I believe they are still up three to nothing. So just, you know, big uh, congrats to me and shout out for me. 
to doing for doing this podcast while the Celtics are playing and while yeah. um, the White Sox are playing the Cubs. Eddie Spaghetti's Yankees have won nine straight, potentially ten tonight. Twelve of the last fifteen, best record in baseball. I guess if you're riding the hot team, bet on the Yankees right now. The Mets, they've been very fun to watch. They had a combined no-hitter the other day. The news with the Mets was that they also designated Robinson Cano for assignment, costing them about $40 bucks. Yeah, I mean, uh, what are you going to do? It's almost like a Bobby Bonilla sort of thing again uh, with the Mets. But uh, back to the Yankees, I mean, it's weird. Like, uh, you know, as you know, Megan, Eddie knows, Brother Brian Parlikhead are big Yankee fans, and mm-hmm. it wasn't, I don't know, more than 10 days ago that they were crying and bitching about um, well, the Yankees', Yankees issues and problems where they can't score. And now all of a sudden they've won like the 9-10 in a row. They're plus 42 in run differential, the best in the American League. So look what happens in like two weeks in baseball. So they sound like me during the Patriots season because I yeah, will bitch and moan and complain. And then as soon as the Patriots get one win, I'm like, oh, we're back, we're back. I'm so annoying. So I get it. But that's what happens when you're like a, a fan of a team like sure. the Yankees or the Patriots or whatever it is. My White Sox have been really struggling, but Dylan Seas was on fire yesterday. And I think this – Series against the Cubs could be a perfect palate cleanse. Twins and Angels, very surprising to start the season, considering, you know, what they've done the past couple, past year or so, especially the Angels, but the Twins uh, leading the AL Central, right? Pretty good. I know. I know. It's early, it's um, early, Megan. It's early. And the funniest MLB moment, I mentioned it in Megan's Moron of the Week. If you didn't see this happen on Saturday night, it was hilarious. The Red Sox got walked off on in the dumbest throw of all time. The catcher went yeah. to throw to third or wait what happened no it was a it was yeah, the, pitcher. The, the pitcher it was a bunt play the pitcher goes to throw to third and it's just the worst throw of all time sal's son is on the yankees for little league baseball and i think that his throw was probably better than what what happened Look, on I, saturday I, night whenever i visit sal and uh in california and uh, i always play baseball with a son harrison who is eight and i'm telling you I, I got, kids got talent kids got really absolutely i mean he, I should he set him win. up with the eleven-year-old who's fast, and they can make yeah. it athlete. It's really weird. He's talking <laughs> he'll, about children. He'll mating. wake me up at seven in the morning when I stay the night at Sal's, and he wants to go outside at seven in the morning and start pitching to me. And the kids got gas. He can throw. Really? Oh yeah. Wow. Do the other two play? Uh the uh, the middle doesn't. Who was my best man, by the way, at the wedding? Oh, we're and, gonna get to that. We're gonna get and, to all uh, the wedding. Cards. And um, uh, his oldest doesn't really. He loves the Mets. And loves watching baseball, that's, but he I mean, plays football. And, I, yeah, I think I'm going to do the same to my kids someday. I'm going to make them like the White Sox because my husband likes the Red Sox, but like he's kind of over baseball. But the White Sox really mean a lot to me, so I think we'll probably compromise on that. But um, it is it is tough because I know I'm signing my kids up for like a really tough time. Disappointment. They'd sure. probably be better off being Red Sox fans, but I just can't do that. You must have been when the when the White Sox White Sox won the World Series, baby. right? You must. You were a kid, right? Oh, it was the best. I was in sixth grade. <laughs> it was the perfect age. 
perfect age. It was nice. Awesome. It was perfect age. I yeah. almost wore my Mark Burley T-shirt today that says "Perfect." You're probably the coolest girl in the, in school because guys, you know, probably don't talk to, in sixth grade. You're not you're you're hanging out with the guys, not really the girls. But all of a sudden, this girl's loving baseball. You're probably the coolest kid in this class. When the White Sox won it all, I jumped down the stairs and broke my foot, and then I was on crutches, <laughs> and I couldn't go to the parade. My dad was so mad because oh. he wanted to go to the parade. So really? bad, but we went to Socks Fest that year. I mean, that team was the best. I yeah. loved Joe Creedy. Joe, and then just their starting rotation. How in the ALCS they had four complete games. We'll never see that again. Second. So definitely just, never see that again. Oh, it was awesome. I loved Mark Burley, Paul Canerco, yeah. and then Frank. He was my favorite player as a kid. Well, Maglio Ordonez was up there, and Frank Thomas was up there too. But um, Frank, he was so hurt by that time, he couldn't really play much. But he he made an appearance, brought a bottle of champagne. Sure, it was a great time. I just hope my White Sox can get back to to those glory. You have, you have plenty of time this season. It's early. It's early. It is. Um, I do like this team. Tim Ro- Tim Anderson, Luis Robert, uh, Jose Abreu. I love him. Okay, let's get to Harry's wedding. Oh, my gosh. So for those of you who haven't been listening or you've been in and out, Harry, our guest host of today, he got married this weekend to his beautiful bride, Angie. We mentioned he gave out a pick right on the air. Sal, our boss, Sal, his son was the best man, which yes. I have to know more about this. How like this wasn't a bit you really wanted him to be the best man i did uh look uh i my brother uh who we've discussed a little bit early with the bathwater and everything and he's not uh uh he was ha- i was happy he was there but not the best man duties okay. and uh well, I, sal i've known from college so but, but i do have one question about this i've i've listened to parent corner for many years and i think there was a point in time where I'm not sure if it was this son, but there was one son who wanted to move in with you. That's him. Oh, okay. So this is the one who asked his parents if he could leave California <laughs> to move in with H Dog. He lo- he loves Arizona. He he he, uh, he he loves hanging out with me, and we have a blast together. But I love him. his kids are the best, so they really are. But but he, um, uh, I put it this way: Sal and my our buddy, who also is mentioned a lot of times and against a lot, who's a character and against a lot too. Ken, who that's where the wedding was at. That's where I'm at right now at his house doing the show. Um, Him and Sal, honestly, two of the greatest guys in the world, to be honest. The best friends. We were all, we all went to college together in upstate New York. You can tell us the truth. I mean, Sal's probably not going to listen this far. He always listens to the show, allegedly, but I don't think he's going to make a minute 55. Right, right. Well, listen, Sal's been great too. I mean, both both him and Ken. So it was very hard, honestly, really, to me to pick a best man out of the two of them because they've been very uh, uh, generous in their lives to me. They've been uh, giving me excellent guidance. They really have. So with that said, I thought not, not having my brother, but just having him out there, I thought, you know what? And, and so I want to have one Ken's of Sal's kids, kids. or Sal's yeah. kids. Right. And then you well, picked your favorite of all of them. And then you probably paid the rest of them off so that they still felt loved. <laughs> well, Ken so doesn't have any kids. Okay, so that's easy. So you had to pick kids. three. And I had to pick three. And Arch, and his oldest is, a, I love his uh, oldest kid. But, he, there, but I just thought it like was him. more. So it you would be, like the middle the best. He would, Harrison, would, you're like, you're too young. You can't do it. Um, I actually think he could. He probably could. He was, Harrison's great, too. I mean, the kid blows me away, Well, he can throw a fastball. Okay, you picked <laughs> your favorite. Just say it. You picked your favorite um, son of Sal. Okay, all right. But I don't like this one because um, 
I, what's his name? This one's name? It's not Jack Romo. I got Jack. named after Tony Romo. Jack. We are getting started on the wrong foot here because I really thought that you were going to hit the under. Maybe now if I knew this background information about Harry's just glowing about you and how you have this wonderful relationship, <laughs> I would have picked the over because I thought that you could speak for longer. But I thought that since you were younger, you'd get a little camera shy and you wouldn't speak as long. So I'm really, yeah. I'm really pissed because I thought this was going to be my, well, my it is, true opportunity a, to win a gold hat. In fairness to you, um, he, he, him and I are mapping out a plan, a trip, because he's big into arena football. So there's three teams in the state of Arizona in the arena football league. We're trying to make a weekend where we can catch all three games, and uh, which is crazy. But he, he's into that. So uh, if he, he loves Arizona, so I thought it was a nice fit. Now, he did mention every single Arizona team franchise in his speech, which counts for probably about 35 seconds. All right. Jack, enough with the arena football. We watch real football on this show. <laughs> enough! You screwed us over here who took the under. Okay, no, Tony dressed up. As- sugar skulls are, are, are stepping it up lately. You know what I'm saying? That? Um, we talked about it. You did this betting video. Angie's family is mostly Mormon. Um, I just think it's hilarious that Scott and Angie's brother never met, but they shared a hotel room. Yeah. We got to get to the meat and bones of this wedding. Yeah. You were obviously the star because you're the groom. And, well, the real star is the bride. She's the star. You're you're the supporting actor. That's you're cool. Yeah, that's two. cool. But I heard that the best dressed and the best looking person at this wedding was one Jada, girlfriend of Eddie Spaghetti. And I just have to say, this is a little insider information. I can show you the text. Megan yeah. Gailey and I were texting on Saturday night about how hot Eddie's girlfriend is. Oh, and you yeah. guys, she's beautiful. Oh my God. She's like so hot. So then Harry and I are texting today about why Eddie is not engaged to her. And then you said Eddie also stole the show at the wedding and he was the best dressed male. Jada was the best dressed everything and best looking everything. It sounds like that Eddie and Jada stole the show at your wedding and they were the it couple. Oh, they were, they were absolutely the it couple. And lucky, I go on all these trips and whatever, and I post it on Twitter, but I don't put I don't put my stuff up on Facebook. I don't know. I'm just not into it, whatever. But I've seen Eddie put stuff up on Facebook when he's at parties and whatever, and guys just dress, like, just, like, you know, he just pulls it off. And, like, when he's got Jada with him, who's uh, as A beautiful as she Eddie, is. A step up from Eddie, no offense, at, Eddie. And, <laughs> as, and as beautiful as she is, she's as nice. Oh, and, wow. and she is so sweet and so and so nice. And just, she's fantastic. So, but Eddie pulls off like the pink jacket. You know, like not Eddie. many guys can pull off a pink sports coat. And Eddie pulled it off. He looked spectacular. Got the hair going, and she's got the one one night she's got the purple going. The next night she's got yellow going on the dress. Just spectacular. All right, so Eddie, you he's our producer, so he can probably edit all of this out if he wants to. But Harry and I actually decided that this was a time in our podcast for an intervention. Um, we want you to propose to Jada. Right. We're wondering why you haven't done it yet. Um, I have some advice. I think you should just let her pick out her own ring. That's what my husband let me do. And I, I, I'm so happy with it. My mom was very judgmental about it. She said, don't you want to be surprised? I said, no, I want to get what I want. So, yeah, I like and that. I did, nice. I got what I wanted. Um, we are waiting 
First of all, I'll say I appreciate the comments, but uh, Angie and Harry were the the winners of that weekend. Uh, Angie, uh, a beautiful bride, and Harry with his vest looking dapper as always. So I'm I'm not going to take credit there, and uh, it, it'll be in the works. Eddie, I, I do want to apologize to you because when I introduced you and Jada to it, like I think it was my friend of mine from high school. I did say fiance, so I hope that didn't start anything. No. Oh, no, nice. no, not the least. Okay. No, 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 no. My mistake. My oh, mistake. no. I, no, I was, you I was did it like, on purpose. You're I, such a liar. I, I would was, totally do that to Harry's people. pushing I up the date. I was, I was six, seven drinks in, so I, I apologize, Eddie. No, that's not even, that's not a concern at all. I mean, like I said, like we we've talked about it. It's it's in the it's in the cards for sure. Uh, upcoming. I was very much in the driver's seat when I got engaged. I basically told my husband how to do the whole thing. But um, we went and picked out the ring together, and then we didn't buy it. Then it was just like, okay, they know what you want. You know what I know what you want. Whatever, I'll go back and get it. And there's a day in Boston where it's a no tax holiday. So there's no taxes on any purchases, like Ooh, up to a certain price. Yeah. I know. And there's nothing I like better than a good deal. Like I search high and low for deals, whether it's clothes, whatever it is, I'm getting Me it too. on sale. Me too. So there was no tax weekend in Boston. And I just said to my husband, well, now husband, boyfriend at the time, I was like, you know, no tax weekend would be a great weekend to make a purchase of like expensive jewelry. Just, you know, kind of like setting setting the scene there. And okay. so that weekend, you're saving we actually, money. I know. And at the you're end of the day, it's our money. money. So, so anyways, get, get your rings on sale. No tax weekend. Um, and the lab diamond is, is what you should do. I actually think um, that's what I got her. I think I got a lab. I don't yeah, know. Everyone I think I should. Who cares? I I yeah. Whatever. That is right though. Those lab diamonds. I mean, I mean, nothing's you know, cheap. It's like nothing's cheap. Not right. It, you're still going to pay. Yeah. Whatever. It's just a ring. And then you can always upgrade later, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. What else about your wedding? Um, you had Bianco Pizza as the catering. We did. Yeah. Uh, Excellent. Had the, pe- had the pizza oven outside and everything went well. Everything went good. All good. Uh, yeah. I heard multiple people cried. You choked up. Angie cried. My money was on Parley Kid to cry. And I'm so mad at myself because I didn't see the multiple on there. And that was a real gimme. So I missed yeah. that on my extra. A couple point. people said they missed the multiple. They just went right to Angie and that was that. I went right to Parley Kid because he almost wow. cried during the engagement. That's what he said. Yeah. I mean, I didn't see it, but the, he, he admitted it against a lot that he teared up a bit. He was. It yeah, was. Yeah. You could see it on the video. Well, you know, the, the whole, the, the whole, uh, Wedding was uh, done and performed by uh, by Ken Ken's wife Jewel, who did a spectacular job with everything, catering the food, the flowers, uh, everything. But uh, at the end, like people were leaving, and it was like eleven o'clock, and we're in a residential area, so we didn't want it to get too crazy. And I, I didn't even like I was waiting for my I was going to give a speech and thank everybody, and uh, somehow people were leaving, and the drinking was flowing. You know, so. I never got to my speech where I thought that's where I was going to tear up, especially when mm. I thank Ken, Jewel, and Sal for everything. And uh, so I didn't really. I, at the did end of my- Did you guys do vows? We did. You, did you read your own? Did you go first or second? I went first. Oh, that's the move. See, my husband went first and he stole the show. I was so mad. Yeah. I wanted I to a... steal the show and he fucking killed it. And of course, <laughs> I'm cocky. So I gave myself bullet points instead of writing out the words. Because I was like, I do TV. I'll remember what to say. And right, he right. literally killed it. I forgot everything I was going to say. And no, I'm up no. there. I'm like, you asshole. Everyone's going to be talking about your vows. And I'm going to be like, duh, duh, duh. So it's just she, she, always she had, go first. Always go first. Always go first. Okay. Because she, she said she, she wanted me to go first. And she's like, 
Are you going to be stupid and silly and try to be funny, or are you going to be sincere? I said, well, what do you want? She said, I want you to be sincere. So I, I, I talked it over with Tony, who, you know, whatever, and, that, and who, who uh, wet us, and uh, I came up with actually a poem. I came up with wow. a poem. Okay. H-Dog does it all, you know. So you do. H-Dog, you travel, you know, so. poems, videos. Wow. Yeah, so I think you're going to have to well. start doing your picks and poems. It's happened before. Okay. All right. Well, stay tuned to that. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, you got to get going because you have to go to um, Race to race race 10. 10. Everybody can check that out Memphis every Golden Tuesday. State. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Megan Fun of Sports. Thank you to H-Dog for guest hosting with us. Please follow Extra Points on Twitter. Rate, review, subscribe on the podcast. And we will see you all next week.